Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Hey, Bubs. This is Cal Dodd. You're now listening to Geek Vibes Live. Indeed you are. Welcome, Geek Vibes Nation, to another episode of Geek Vibes Live. I finally get to host. I'm your host, Nick Smith. And joining me, let's go across the panel, we got Dane Alves. What's up, Dane? Hello, this is Linda Richmond sitting in for Dane, and I just want to let everyone out there know that I watched the Barbara movie, and it made me feel the clemps. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> nice. That was a pretty impressive uh, Mike Myers uh, uh, for really anyone good. out there who watched SNL uh, in the 90s. Uh, Kanan Myrickle, what's up, Kanan? Man, uh it's a Sunday. It's it's raining, but uh, we get to talk movies, and um, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Indeed, sir. And finally, Joel Jimenez. What's up, Joel? What's up? I'm out here on the road in the sunny 65 degree weather. Ah, <laughs> uh, you lucky bastard. Um, yeah, it's it's raining down here as well, Kanan. So Dane and I are are right there with you. Windy, raining, overcast, but uh, but. It's it's Sunday, it's the last day of the weekend, and we get to talk all of this awesome news, so I'm excited, so let's get into it. We got a lot of Warner Brothers news, per usual, I would say, um, so let's get started with that. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that they have hired Steven Spielberg to produce and possibly direct DC film Black Hawk. I'm going to throw it to you, Kanan, first, uh, as our resident uh, DC expert. Uh, what other news have you heard about this, and you know how how excited are you about this announcement? Uh, for DC to get uh, a director like Steven Spielberg is like huge, like I mean off the chains huge. But uh, I really never saw this coming. This is almost like one of those projects that you probably just you know nobody anticipated. And it's not that it's a uh, a bad impatient, but I mean, mm-hmm. most people probably be like, oh, oh. where's Man of Steel and uh, uh, where's the Batman news and stuff like this. But no, I mean, I, I'm I'm really intrigued by this because I'm not really for, too familiar with the Blackhawks, and this was something to you know cool to kind of research and get into. And now, I don't think this would be something that. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I don't remember them saying that he would be directing, right? That he wouldn't is he's he writing and producing it? Yes, he's yeah. producing. I mean, okay, well, rumored then, that he he might direct uh, it, but nothing has been confirmed on that front yet. Okay, well, I, then if he does direct, then I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon because I know he's doing right. Indiana Jones first, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he's doing what's the other movie? West Side Story. West Side Story. Yeah, West Side Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he's definitely going to be preoccupied uh, for the next few years with that. So if this is something that DC really wants to get going, then, you know, I don't see him, uh, you know, directing the film, uh, maybe writing and producing and stuff like that for it. But no, and then uh, said uh, Tamaguchi, I think that's how you say his name, he he kind of uh, hinted last year, I think, about – uh, his character being in the film. So that'd be kind of cool for him. You know, some of the uh, previous Wonder Woman uh, um, cast to appear in this film. 
Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, if if he is going to direct it, this will be, I would imagine, at least four or five years away um, with, you know, like y'all said, Indiana Jones and West Side Story uh, being his primary focus over over the next uh, couple couple years, maybe three or four. Uh, so yeah, it would be it would be down the road. And there's also there's there's no announcement whether it's going to, going to be one of DC DC's movies that is connected to the DCEU or not connected to the DCEU. So uh, you know we'll have to wait and see as far as if it's going to be one of those kind of standalones like the Joker origin movie or if it's going to actually you know take place within the DCEU. Uh, but Dane, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, something I love about the DC uh, comics is that they had a thing, especially the tales from the 80s and 70s, of going these different time periods and having these cool comic book characters they came up with. And with the Blackhawks, I believe Will Eisner was the one who created it. Um, but anyways, it was just a cool concept. He's a, he's a fighter captain, World War II, I believe, or maybe World War I. Um, there was a really, if anyone wants to get like an easy introduction to them, I think it was at the end of uh, Justice League, uh, the television uh, cartoon, either season one or two, uh, they go back in time to fight um, Vandal Savage, and it's during World War II, and those characters are introduced a little bit. So, uh, cool characters. Um, I just, I mean, look, the concept of Steven Spielberg producing something for this is awesome. And if you give me either or of him possibly directing or, or having interest at least in a comic book film and another war film. Both of those things intrigue me. Um, but I am going to be just a little bit negative and throw that. I am kind of to the point where we're, we're stretching and getting all these, these, these really cool random characters, but I really feel like we should put a lot more life into the big characters. I just hope because of all this stuff that was honestly, a lot of it was studio involvement uh, that made it, you know, negative, that we're, we're going to go away from the major characters they have and try to do other things in order to, like, get DC set back on on a right track. I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think that you should definitely be pumping into Superman, Batman, The Flash, Green Lantern even. Wonder, we have Wonder Woman taken care of, but, you know, all this stuff, every single time it happens. Yes, a Michael Bay, an actual, actually a Michael Bay uh, directed and produced Lobo movie intrigues me. You know, uh, this, uh, Martin Scorsese is doing the Joker movie, even if it's not really associated, but it still makes me go, Steven Spielberg, you know, would have done an amazing job basically with characters like The Flash, like Green Lantern. So at the same time, I'm kind of confused, but either way, I'm excited about it and I have to be positive. But if I were to say I wasn't apprehensive about any of it, I'd be lying. Yeah, you, you you're just like give us Batman and give us a Man of Steel sequel already. Like and that like that is that is more than reasonable. Uh especially the Man of Steel sequel. Like that that movie came out what like uh, 5 years ago now and it's like we still don't have a Nick. sequel. So 6, yeah. So like Let's, yeah, I mean it's it's it, it's something that needs to be addressed. But before I pass it to Joel Dane, you have something else you want to say? Well, I'm just saying, and, and, and this is what I'm talking about. I mean, maybe he, he's not interested. Maybe maybe Steven Spielberg for producing, even if he's not directing, is really interested in this one concept. But all I feel is, would you prefer him doing a random concept like that or working on one of the major characters like Superman, like The Flash, like Green Lantern within the DC Universe, even at a production or a producer standpoint, I mean? Yeah, no, and I mean, I think we can all – 
kind of agree in that in that realm. Like it, it, we 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 have certain characters that we really really have a, a large investment in. Um, and so we definitely want to see those characters. It's not so much like for me personally, it's not so much like I would rather Steven Spielberg do this or that or whatever. Like this gets me excited. I mean, like, like Kanan said, it's, it's, it's a character that is not, you know, utterly familiar. So it's fun to be able to like research this character and, you know, get, get a little hyped for it and everything else. It's just, you know, can you please, like all of this stuff is great, but can you please get you know the the core characters, uh, get the ball rolling on those characters? Um, so I get it, I get that like from that perspective. Um, but Joel, what are your thoughts on Steven Spielberg potentially directing a Black Hawk film and producing a Black Hawk film? Well, I echo a lot of the same sentiments. Like uh, it is Steven Spielberg, so I'm I'm, I'm excited to see him do something with a comic book, uh, especially in the DC universe. But it's, it's right up his alley. It's a World War II like, fighter plane crew, the Blackhawks. Um, I doubt, I mean, even, even if it's in the same universe, I doubt there's really any major connection aside from maybe what happens, uh, or maybe some of Wonder Woman's crew from the movie. Like like uh, Kanan was saying, that, that guy Saeed teased Blackhawks last year his character could show up in the movie and that would be probably the only connection we get. And I'd be just fine with that because you don't need a major connection there. You know, I don't know much about the Blackhawks. I didn't grow up reading Blackhawks. I only knew it either from the cartoon or Lady Blackhawk from Black, uh, from Birds of Prey. That's really it. I don't know much about the Blackhawks at all. I know very little, but I'm looking forward to knowing more about them. And if that's what he wants to do, it sounds like something he, you know, that's all right up his alley. Um, what I'd rather he did something else more important to us as, as in the geek community. Hell yeah. But if that's what he wants to focus on and he doesn't have to worry about connecting a giant universe into his, his movie and it's just really more self-contained, I'm down with that too. Whatever. Uh, he's there. He's a big name and hopefully he makes a great movie. And, and if he does direct, and was saying is after he's done with the other two movies he needs to get done. So I'm down with it. I'm not down on it at all in terms of, like, I'm not really negative about it, but I'm not, it's also not super exciting because it's Blackhawk. I'm not really a Blackhawk guy. So, But overall, it's a good deal. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I think we're all kind of, all kind of there with that. I think, I think Kanan and I sound like we're a little more excited, um, but, I mean, we're all pretty much in the same ballpark as far as, it's awesome to get a name like Steven Spielberg, uh, regardless of what movie he's doing. Um, and, and like I said, I think I think the biggest thing is just, you know, if we didn't have so much kind of chaos within the DCEU, if we had if we had, you know, a little more direction from from the core movies um, and the core characters that we're already so invested in, I, I don't think there would be any sort of negativity like. Um, like, I don't think we would be be saying, yeah, I don't think we would be, like, saying, like, man, what if Spielberg was doing this if those movies were already in a good place? Um, but b- before we move on, Kanan, did you have anything to add? No, and, and I and I agree. It's okay to be excited for it, but I agree with, you know, uh, Joel and, and Dane, you know, 
DC really needs to try and set up their the main guys first, and then kind of come in with the with these other stories because there's so many other people that you could explore with. I mean, Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern. I mean, that's all stuff mm-hmm. that people want to see. You know, Blackhawks is cool, but I mean, is there where's anybody screaming for it? So I, I think it's going to have the the intrigue because of Spielberg. I think he'd make a great movie. Um, it's fun to be excited for it, but at the same time, you're just kind of like. Oh man, okay. I'm glad DC's getting news, but not really the news I wanted. Yes, I have yes, a bold prediction. It's never going to happen, Nick. What's that? All right. So this is all to get Steven Spielberg kind of reeled in a little bit with a project that he can work on. Just so in the next couple of years, where they revamp this whole DC universe, which it seems they're making a lot of uh, good points to get there, he can eventually do a rebranded JLA movie as a sequel mm. to Justice League. Never going to uh, happen, but still. Think about that. I mean, maybe maybe this is a way to get him to be attracted to direct another future property that's bigger. Maybe it's not Justice League sequel, but something on that degree. Well, I mean, the only thing is, I just don't want to wait that long for a Justice League sequel, but uh, the Kaden, you were uh, saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I think a JSA movie would be awesome. I mean, oh I think JSA right would be interesting. Spielberg's Alley. Yeah. World War yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. I'd be down for that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but let's move on. Uh, we've got a lot more Warner Brothers news to get to. Uh, Warner Brothers is said to be closing a deal with Kathy Yan, or Yan. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I'm sure Kane will tell me. It's Yan. Um, it's Yan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kathy Yan to direct DC film Birds of Prey after execs were wowed by Christina Hodson's script. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, it's, it's kind of been up in the air as far as, uh, you know, what, you know, where we were going to see Margot Robbie again. Of course, we had the news not too long ago that Gotham City Sirens was going to be held by, by David Ayer. Um, but it seems like they're more sold on this script. Uh, and so this is going to be her next appearance. Uh, Joel, you were the one to kind of break this news on uh, the Geek Vibes Nation page. Uh, what are your thoughts? I was, I'm excited because I've, I'm, ex- I, well, I wanted, I've heard news about the Birds of Prey for a long time. Umberto's talked about it for years, but they've obviously flip, flipped on it. Uh, they flip flopped on it a lot um, to the point because Harley became such a popular character after Suicide Squad. Other projects kind of took the forefront, um, like a Harley Joker movie or another Suicide Squad movie featuring Harley, or The Sirens, where those like the, those are like the bad versions of the Birds of Prey. You have Catwoman with Poison Ivy and Harley, and they're The Sirens. Birds of Prey is, is, is obviously Batgirl and Black Canary and Huntress m- most of the time. And I've wanted to say, and like, there's no doubt that this Birds of Prey movie is more than likely going to have the sirens in it, or, or else why would Harley be in the movie? Um, but I'm really excited to see what they do with it because it's like it's it's really going to be an all-girl movie. It's going to be. I'm like, I'm like, is it possible that we finally get to see uh, the Penguin? Um, who, who's been pining for the Penguin again? Um, what's his name? Josh Gad, I think it was. Mm-hmm. We possibly could get Josh Gad playing uh, Penguin finally because he's been like playing around with the idea with it for a while. I mean, this is the perfect time to put him into a movie. But, um, I think what happened with Sirens was, um, what's the name? David Ayer. David Ayer, 
I think it, the, the stuff with David there kind of soured and went kind of south. And so they kind of went in a different direction to the point where that became like an afterthought. And Birds of like, they, they they had scripts out already. Birds of Prey was already being written. And so I guess this girl, Hobson, just did such a great job that it, to the point that it leapfrogged Suicide Squad 2 in production. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this. I know they probably have a chance of filming uh, at the end of this uh, this year, possibly, after Margot's done um, with um, Tarantino's movie. So I am excited. I really am looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it for a while. So I'm like, kind of happy that it's, it's finally going forward. Yeah, indeed. Like, I'm I'm pretty pumped for it, too. I get, like, the thing is that I've, I've, I've kind of gone back to over and over again when it comes to DC movies is take your time with your scripts because if you don't have a good script, you're not going to have a good movie. Very, like, very, very rarely does uh, a poor script or a subpar script translate into a great movie. Um, it, it's possible, um, but it's, it's not likely. Uh, so the fact that, you know, there's obviously a lot of people who are very impressed with uh, Hudson's script, uh, I think that bodes very well for this movie. Um, but, uh, Dane, who, like, who would you expect to see in a Birds of Prey movie, and are you excited uh, based on, uh, you know, Warner Brothers execs really liking the script, and what do you think about Kathy Yan stepping in to direct? Well, I don't know a lot about Kathy Yan, I'll be honest. Um, she's definitely an up-and-comer. I saw she had some films. Uh, there were indie films that were, you mm-hmm. know, received very well uh, by a lot of executives over at Warner Brothers, obviously, so I'll let her, you know, try it out and everything, but as far as me knowing her films, obviously, I'd have to go back and try those out, too. Um, I said try it out way too many times. Uh-oh, I think I'm going to blow up now. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, it's like error, 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 malfunction, malfunction, danger, Will Robinson. Um, yeah, but I think, I think getting new talent is a good thing, um, and I can't say anything bad about that concept. Um, or, or where they're going. I, I said, why do a Batgirl movie? Why do a, uh, you know, a Gotham City Sirens movie? Do a Birds of Prey and open up the world of Gotham, you know, this version of Gotham more so. Uh, since we don't have a Batman film, I like that if they're going to do anything, like another Harley film, all that type of stuff, even Suicide Squad, that this is the film they're doing beforehand. Um, I expect Batgirl. I expect uh, Black Canary. Hopefully. Well, I at least expect Batgirl. Um, she's got to have either Huntress or Black Canary involved. So Black Canary gives it a, a, an opportunity to maybe introduce Green Arrow in a scene or, or open up that world uh, with the villains, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn usually are the, uh, the Gotham City Sirens. So probably those three. It just gives you a chance to, like they were saying, introduce the Penguin, maybe introduce Black Mask, make it kind of like a, a femme fatale Sin City almost concept if you want. Like really, really yep. make Gotham pretty and have a fe- female-led film. I think it could be awesome. Um, like I said, this project going first above the other ones that we've heard about I think is a good direction. At the same time, I kind of wish that a Batman film were also to be announced soon. But So I'm going to keep on saying that type of shit because it's not going to end with me. But this is a little bit of a step in the right direction if they're excited about the screenwriter and they're excited about the direction they pick out for this um, although they could just be giving us whatever news so I have no idea so I'll just be uh, I'll remain um, optimistic right now yeah 
Indeed, and, and that's that's definitely you know a good thing is to always try to remain optimistic. Um, but I will say that you know I I, I think again it, like it kind of goes back to to a point that you've made, Dane. Is is we like this is awesome getting a Birds of Prey and and the fact that you know all of this uh, all of these cool like outside of the box. Uh, titles and stuff like that, uh, but yeah, like we we really need an announcement on the Batman like ASAP because don't you, know, you love that's, that's, you don't love Matt Reeves like hey everything's good every like three months he comes out of his cave and says that and goes back <laughs> to his cave kind of like a fucking groundhog or some shit I don't know. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of uh, but Kanan, uh what are your thoughts on this news? Yeah, um, I don't know much about Kathy Yan, but I did say in in the, in the chat room that I feel like this is a really good hire. I feel like Hamada's going out and getting uh, really probably really talented, uh, you know, writers and directors. And what's good about this not really being a splash hire is that you don't have all the egos. You know, this is somebody that's going to come in. Uh, you know, they're going to kind of you know do their vision, but then they're probably going to be more uh, susceptible to work with the studio and what they want to get done. Uh, you know, if it was a director like Josh or Snyder or anybody else, you know, sometimes all that friction, you know, leads to the stuff with, you know, like David Ayer, you know, and, and Snyder, all the turmoil within Warner Brothers. So this, you know, might be a, a good way to kind of, you know, combat that. Um, I think that uh, Dane was right about. I'm really glad we're getting a Birds of Prey movie instead of Gotham City Sirens. I feel like this movie will have much more potential to open the door uh, to a lot of other characters. Uh, I think Warner Brothers has, for a while now, has really wanted to get Batgirl off the ground. Um, And I I think at first they kind of felt like they needed her to be in her own movie. And then, you know, they kind of backtracked and they were like, well... You know, we don't know when Batman's coming out, so let's not, you know, set that up right now. But they don't realize that they already got the world of Batman established with Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League. So they don't really need a Batman movie to set that up. They can kind of go back a little bit, and this is a great way to introduce her in the uh, in the Birds of Prey movie. Uh, I also would, you know, like you know, Dane said, I'd love to see um, Black Canary or Huntress. Um, but I also like to see some other people introduced. I wouldn't mind them casting a Catwoman, uh, maybe even casting Poison Ivy. I mean, you don't have to have a Gotham City Sirens movie, but that doesn't mean that you can't have some other potential villains. And I would, and I think a, a, a Sin City type feel with a bunch of women, you know, really isn't a bad thing. Um, and, and I know that they said that this would kind of bump Suicide Squad two out of its shooting schedule. Uh, but Justin Kroll did come back and say that there is a chance um, Margot Robbie um, might be able to go straight into doing Suicide Squad 2, or they, you know, they might even be able to, um, you know, later this year, depending on how quickly Birds of Prey shoots. Um, but I think we're definitely going to get those two movies, and, and kind of a little back-to-back wouldn't be too bad, you know, kind of have Birds of Prey kind of end, and then Suicide Squad maybe pick up where, you know, Birds of Prey leads off or something like that kind of a crossover-type film. Um, but this must be a really good script, man, if they're if they're pushing this um, into production so quickly. So now yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see who they cast and who's all yeah, going to be part of it. That's the next big thing is, is the casting. Uh, and when we, you know, that usually, 
you know, DC is not, not usually known as one of those um, kind of super quiet about their casting. Uh, like they, they usually, like when they cast somebody, they're like, and they are playing this character. And so it's something we can immediately get excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, a pretty smart play usually for them, you know, on the, on their marketing, as long as or they terrifying. have a story in place. Yeah. Well, as long as they have a story in place uh, and they're not just saying, yeah, the rock is black Adam at some point in the distant future. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's oh, that yeah. too. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I agree. I agree too. I think uh, just real quickly before we move on, I think you don't have to do like you don't have to follow Marvel's. Um, essentially, there we have to do all these solo characters, and then we can do the the you know the group film, and then you know et cetera et cetera. Like think about how hyped we all were for Harley Quinn, even though Suicide Squad wasn't a very you know solid movie. It wasn't very well received and everything. Um, but we were all, I think most people were like, but Harley Quinn and Deadshot were awesome. Like they, you know, got us excited and, you know, basically set them up to, you know, potentially have their own movies in the future. Um, so I, I think you can definitely go the route of, as long as it's a good story, you know, you've already got this established universe. It's not, you know, they, all of these characters already exist, you know, out there somewhere. So you can do these team up movies and then, you know, have the, have them branch off that instead of going the route of, of doing solo movies that have to, you know, go into these team-up movies. Um, but really quickly, Dane, before we move on, did you have anything else to add? Uh, no, actually, that was it. That, that was all I had. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on, uh, more Warner Brothers news. Uh, Domhnall Gleeson, Common, and James Badge Dale are set to join The Kitchen, Warner Brothers' new mob movie based on the DC Vertigo comic. Now, essentially, I looked into this comic because I'd never never heard of it. It was something that came out in the uh, 70s, I believe. That um, is basically about, it's, it's about these mob bosses uh, in the Irish mob who, you know, g- get busted for something. They go to jail, and then their wives have to take over, and they prove to be maybe even a little more ruthless than the men uh, as far as securing their power and maintaining their power. Uh, I'm fascinated with this. I mean, I love mob stories, uh, and, and uh, you know, a lot of the, the Vertigo stuff is, is just, you know, super cool. Like, I, I believe, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dane, but I believe that uh, V for Vendetta is uh, from that same uh, Absolutely. Sub, sub, yeah, sub-company, and that's still one to this day one of my all-time favorite comic book movies. So, like, I'm super pumped for this. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is apparently in it, and, like, that's really interesting to me. I've wanted to kind of see her get some more, like, serious roles. Um, so I think that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, but just in general, uh, what are your thoughts on this day? Well, I just want to – you were saying that the, uh, the comic takes place in the 70s because it's a recent uh, comic story. The kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Yeah. So the comic, the it, it takes place in the '70s. It didn't come out in the '70s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Anyways, uh, now that we have that uh, uh, talked about, any um, the kitchen, uh, the whole concept for it seems really exciting. This is something that my friends have been telling me to try out. It's probably something I should read about the Irish mob, uh, kind of working as grunts for the Italian mob during the '70s. So it sounds extremely interesting. The, the people that they have, Donald Gleason, 
really liked him in the Star Wars movies. He's a pretty good villain. Give him another layer. Let, let me see a darker role for him. Common's a great actor. I think he's proved himself in several movies over the years, uh, as well as being a great artist as well. And the other gentleman, I know I've seen him in 13 hours. It's the only thing I can think of that I've seen that guy in. Um, but, hey, if they have a cool story, I love mob movies. Uh, I love learning about the Irish mob, even though I'm Italian, I'm supposed to hate them or something like that. I don't know. It's silly. Uh, but, you know, it, the concept of, of Melissa McCarthy having a serious role in this, it just all seems really cool. So uh, I'm down. Uh, and, and like you said, Vertigo, uh, people, they brought us uh, John Constantine and Lucifer Morningstar, who have had television shows recently. But uh, a lot of these darker characters, Sandman, um, awesome uh, off-branch from D.C. Uh, they usually do some weird stories, and I guess it's another evolution of that. Yeah, indeed. And, like, I know you and I, Dane, are just really big into mob movies in general. So, like, with this kind of cast and this concept, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I just I can't wait to see it. Um, but, uh, but Kanan, what are your thoughts? Uh, like you said earlier, the... Uh, I, this is a you know a series that I really wasn't uh, very familiar with at all. Uh, Vertigo does has had a great line of comics um, that you know that have come out and transitioned you know not too bad you know film wise. Um, but I think the uh, you know I think the cast sounds you know you know really up there. I mean uh, Dom Hall Gleason's a you know a really good actor. Um, I don't think he's really portrayed too well in. Uh, the Star Wars movies, but, uh, uh, James Badgedale was the, uh, he was the bad guy in Iron Man 3. Um, and there was another movie I think he was recently in. Um, and, and the common, you know, he, you know, he's a pretty decent actor as well. So I, I think that's a, a really good setup. I, I would like to hear a little bit more about it. Uh, maybe see if they add some, you know, cast in between, um, here and filming, um, like I said, it's not something that I was really familiar with, so I really can't just go into a whole lot of detail, you know. But like I said, the the cast excites me enough to, you know, to have interest in it. Yeah, indeed, and just like you know, the story and the um, and the uh, I guess success over over a long period of time with Vertigo translating to film, um, you know, has has been, you know, they've they've been pretty pretty hit. Um, but, uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on, uh, this particular movie and, you know, uh, the cast as well? Um, it's cool. I mean, I don't know much about it at, like, at all. Never heard of it until they, they announced it was going to be a movie. I'm intrigued by the cast. Uh, I'm also, uh, really like uh, mafia movies. So that's really all I can go on. And with that, I'm going to say, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like fun time and I really can't wait to see what it t- turns out to be. But aside from that, I have I have no real connection to this movie, so I don't, I don't know, or this property in general. But I do like some Vertigo comics, so hopefully they, they do it justice. Yeah, indeed, definitely. Um, Dane, the other thing he was in was uh, The Departed. He was Trooper Berrigan. The, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I knew, I knew, I just, I just pulled up his IMDb. I knew that because I knew there was something else that I remembered him from too. So yeah, that's that's what it was. Trooper Berrigan. Uh, I don't do a very good Boston accent on command. Uh, Dane, why don't you throw it out there for us? And what are you fucking talking about there? You fucking asshole! You fucking bush kid. 
Sorry for all the cuss words, but they literally say that. I have family members up there. The F word is engraved between. It's like a comma. It's like a comma. So, and it's not. It's not. It's not douchebag. Like even even in New York, I'm sure it's not like douchebag. It's douchebag. It makes. I don't know what the hell. It's it's a weird accent. But back to you. Douchebag. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was a great comedic reprieve. Uh, but let's move on. We got um, one more uh, DC topic to uh, to discuss. Uh, so let's just touch more. on this one really quickly. Linda Carter has revealed that she has spoken to Patty Jenkins about potentially playing a role in Wonder Woman 2. Uh, my guess is it would be a cameo, and I would love that. I loved uh, seeing Lou Ferrigno in, in that Hulk, uh, the Edward Norton Hulk movie. Um, just something mm-hmm. like casual, just to pay homage to, you know, these these uh, kind of titans of the past who, you know, had a lot to do with the, the character's success. Obviously, uh, the Wonder Woman TV show and the Incredible Hulk TV show were, were both uh, very successful and renowned uh, for their time. Um, those are probably like the two big ones of that era. So I would absolutely love to see her in, in a cameo, or if it's you know if it's even a little bit more than that, I think um, I think it would be super cool. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on Linda Carter potentially uh, having a role in Wonder Woman two? Uh, about time. Uh, I thought she should have had like a small cameo in the first one if they could have uh, fit her in. So yeah, I'm super excited to see what kind of role she does have in the movie if she's in it at all. Uh, I think she's, uh, she deserves it at least. You know, she can still act, so I would love to see her do it. Uh, she still looks good for her age, so let's do it. Let's put her in the movie. I'm excited. That's a very chauvinistic thing to say, Joel. Um, <laughs> but, uh, put her in a bikini. Uh, she'll be, she'll be, yeah, Joel, uh, just, Joel just talked about her like she's uh, got one foot in the grave, you know, like she's like in a old punk club or something. She still can act. I mean, okay. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Dane, what are, what are your thoughts on uh, Kanan's take on Joel's comments? <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to get pissed off the Me Too movement at all right now, so I'm just going to shut the hell up and try to proceed with the damn concept of what we're talking about with Linda Carter. Uh, I'm sure that Joel did not mean anything, you you knuckleheads, you crazy guys, you. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, Linda Carter. I think that if she's a role where she gets saved by. Uh, Gal Gadot and you know some part of the movie and then says something to her like you inspire me like you inspire people like some some little line that you know hopefully she can get it's not corny or something like that that can be like a nice little nod I think that'd be cool or I was thinking Athena you know apparently all the gods are dead but whatever we can kind of work on that or some shit Athena is the goddess of wisdom she's kind of like to Zeus what Thor was to Odin as far as like, you know, his fear, one of his fiercest warriors, if you will. So uh, she kind of is someone that represents the Amazons, maybe a conversation or some shit like that. She worships her. Maybe Artemis, who's the goddess of the night, the goddess of the hunt. That would make a lot of sense too. So they can kind of do something mythical or just something minor. It just depends on where they want to go. But I think it's a cool add-on for sure. Yeah, and, and I think – you know, regardless of what we get, I mean, like the the Lou Ferrigno cameo in in The Incredible Hulk was next to nothing. I mean, he was just some random security guard, uh, and you know, I mean, even that's enough. Like, just just something uh, I think would be really cool. But yeah, I would be totally down for that. Um, you know, they could make it, maybe just have it be like a vision, uh, like like you know, Diana has a vision of of one of those those uh, Greek goddesses. 
and and that's how she appears. Like we don't have to actually give her like a huge huge role, but like a a, a scene in which right. she's dreaming or has this vision and is talking to her. Like that would be super cool. Uh, Kaden, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't think Linda Carter is past her prime, so I'm not going to say <laughs> that she's still got some less in the time to it. Uh, I don't remember her I saying those words, but okay. <laughs> I, no, I'm really excited for her to, to be part of it. Um, I think she could have a bigger role than just a cameo. I mean, I wouldn't even mind her coming back and being like Cersei in, uh, you know, Wonder Woman 3 or something. Very I mean, I, I think... I think that what'd you say? That's a very big role. You need a Tylenol. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I really think that she could, she, you know, that she could be more than just a cameo. Um, but it, you know, if she wanted to do that, you know, maybe Linda Carter doesn't want to be remembered as a, uh, you know, as a villain in the Wonder Woman uh, film, you know, because she right. played the hero. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. Michael Keaton played Batman and played the Vulture, so why couldn't Linda Carter play um, Cersei? I think that would be a huge honor to to be able to play that role. Um, so I'm hoping maybe uh, if they bring her into uh, Wonder Woman 2, that maybe it's something that helps set up something that she could be in Part 3. So I, I'm excited. I think this would be a huge honor. And I do agree with that one thing that you said, though, um, Joel, that uh, I kind of felt like it would be something that we might see in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish we would, but it's okay. I think he's yeah, you know, I mean, hopefully, just hopefully, we get to see her, um, you know, in in the second one. Uh, I mean, because I think I think fans would just enjoy that very much. Uh, before we move on, Joel, uh, do, do you want to apologize to Linda Carter? For what? I say bad to her. <laughs> no, we're just we're just busting your chops, man. Um, but uh, well, apparently I apologize. Never mind. I'm a... I apologize for saying you're a good actress and you're so attractive. I apologize for all of that. I'm sorry, Linda. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's move on. Some uh, some Sony news. Uh, Sony has begun casting calls for its latest Spideyverse movie, Nightwatch. Uh, friend of the show, Cheo Hadari Coker, has penned the script and is expected to produce. While Spike Lee has been rumored to direct since last fall, um, I, this is a huge news that they've they've begun the casting. Uh, but you know, I don't think we've we've dedicated a lot of time to, to this story on the show, so I really wanted to talk about it. Um, Spike Lee is like one of my favorite directors. Um, he, he's done so many great movies. Uh, some of the movies that he's done, um, like over the past like ten to fifteen years, haven't been. Um, not like not well received, but they haven't been as as big of hits as some of his earlier stuff. Uh, but like I I totally love Inside Man. I thought it was a was an awesome movie. Uh, Clive Owen and Denzel Washington were both really great in it. Uh, I I also love The Miracle at Santa Ana. Um, that to me was a really really cool war movie. Um, you know, in which he essentially explored like African American. Uh, platoons, uh, you know, fighting in, in World War II, and that was, you know, something that um, I think was, was really cool. Um, and, of course, The 25th Hour with Edward Norton, um, which I think is probably the most well-known out of those three. Uh, I think that was that was amazing. But I, I love the work that he does. He's not confirmed yet as far as uh, directing it, 
Um, but, you know, as far as what I could, I, I could tell, most signs point to that's, you know, they've been in talks for a while and that's, that's somebody that they're, you know, really strongly looking uh, to nab for that role, for that uh, director's chair. Um, as far as the casting, they're looking for an uh, African-American male between 25 uh, to 40 to play the titular character. Um, what, uh, you know, what kind of sticks out to you uh, with this movie in general, uh, the fact that uh, our good friend Cheo uh, has penned the script, um, and the fact that Spike Lee may be uh, on board to direct uh, Dank? Well, I mean, you've got an incredible director in Spike Lee, wanted to work on a project like this. I mean, that says something. Um, I'm not going to act like I've, done, I've seen a, a crap load of Spike Lee films, but I've definitely seen Do the Right Thing and Malcolm X, which were both great. Um, yes. And, you know, if, if he has – what I like about this, and there's what I like about it and what I don't like about it. What I like about this concept is this character very much is not that well-known, and you can breathe a lot of life and don't have to worry about – the whiny-ass comic book brats are like, you're not doing this like that. He doesn't have the armor on his right shoulder. Like that bullshit. So, you know, <laughs> with this type of character, you can kind of just really just go whatever direction you want. And I think it's a really cool concept for uh, Cheo and both, you know, potentially Spike Lee jumps on, uh, both of them to be involved in. The only thing that I understand they're trying to keep it separate between um, between the MCU and this, but... This, I feel like you kind of already introduced a character uh, that becomes a character called the Prowler um, with, uh, with uh, Donald Glover in mm-hmm. the first Spider-Man movie. And the character of the Prowler, obviously the other one, the Night, Night Watcher uh, has, has enhancements. He's got strength enhancements. He's got stuff like that. Prowler, I think, has a similar concept, but he's not as strong. Obviously, there are similarities and looks between uh, the character they're doing and Spawn. Prowler's kind of a little more original, a little more well-known. He's an anti-hero. He first is a thief and then kind of finds his way. And then later on, the Ultimate Universe was used as a villain against Miles Morales, which is his nephew. So if you kind of have a great actor like Donald Glover, you can kind of breathe life into that character itself, establish it, and kind of set up stuff for more in the future. But since they're trying to keep them separate, this is a different character all in general. I think that the biggest problem that there that is is going to happen not 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 by me is is the, is the spawn comparison because i mean if you look at the character it's very similar and it came out obviously afterwards so there's definitely some homage to Tom McFarlane's spawn in there um but like i said spike lee chao i'm down i'm completely looking forward to it uh, i'm just wondering i'm just wondering how split this whole sony mcu thing is really going to be yeah, I hear you there. I mean, it's so it's it's less of a concern about the movie and more of a concern about, you know, how how all of this is going to eventually tie together. Um and I agree. I mean, I think we can all agree the only reason we got on board with uh Venom was because it had Tom Hardy. Like before that, we were all like nobody wants to see a solo Venom movie that doesn't connect to the Spideyverse um or to Spider-Man in the MCU rather. Um but yeah, I mean, I I certainly think that uh um, those are those are all very um, reasonable, um, you know, thoughts and, and concerns as far as you know how everything's going to be set up and eventually connected. Um, Joel, what are your thoughts? Uh, okay, so I've always been a little skeptical about all these Sony uh, Marvel projects, even obviously even Venom until like you just mentioned, Tom Hardy got attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
they got big names attached to it. So that's what you do if you want to get people intrigued because I don't know who the hell Nightwatch was. I mean, and, you know, and I'm a comic book geek. A lot of us are. A lot of us didn't know who the hell Nightwatch was. Um, right. And it's just like – I didn't. Yeah, You know, it's very obscure, very obscure character. And – they got Spike Lee and they got Cheo, and that's a good way. That's a good start because, um, like uh, I think Dane was saying, like this dude, that just not no one really knows about this guy. So you can kind of go be free and like change around the history as much as you want, and no one will know the difference. So no one will complain. You can't really bitch if you don't you don't know what to bitch about. So I feel like I have a kinship with Spike Lee as we're both big Nick fans. So I'm gonna support Spike Lee in whatever endeavor he's on. All right, so if he thinks he wants to go and do Nightwatch, I'm behind it 100%. And on that note, and Cheo, because obviously Cheo's done a great job with Luke Cage, and he's a friend of the show, and he's very creative as when we interviewed him. He definitely he should be doing some more superhero stuff because the guys are sweaty in his own right. So I definitely can't wait to see what they come up with, but I'm always going to be a little bit hesitant with the Sony product because – if I swear, if Venom's not good, I still think they'll, they'll hold off. Because, look, that whole um, silver and black thing, that's been kind of on hold since, you know, for a while now. So we'll see where that goes. Morbius. Exactly. We got Morbius and all them. So all the power to Spike and all them. If they can make this work, make it work, and I'm ready to see it and support them. But on that note, guys, I got to go because my time is running out. But I, I had fun, and I'll see you guys on Sunday so we can talk Infinity War and all that BS. All right? Indeed, sir. Bye, Joe. Bye, bye. Wow, crazy. All right, so let's uh, let's yes. kick it over to Kanan. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, this this whole all this news about this film? Uh, before I get into that, I, I just, it's very funny that Joel said his time was up, like he was standing in line at the prison using the phone. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking more like we were interviewing him. Like he was like, All right guys, yeah. thank you so much. My publicist is waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh no Nightwatch Love you, Joel. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with Dane. I, I think a lot of people will will look at Nightwatch and be like, He you know, the whole spawn comparison, you know, like, oh he's a spawn ripoff, we're already getting another spawn movie. Um I know Sony's planning all these spinoff films in the Spider-Man universe. You know, one minute it's without Spider-Man, the next minute it's with Spider-Man. I mean, I guess you never know really what it's going to be. Uh, I think it's just going to all come down to how Venom does. If Venom comes out and does really, really great and it's received well, then I think we'll get Silver and Black and Morbius, and I think we'll get this film. Um, Spike Lee and uh, Cheo are, are huge uh, gets for this movie um, You know like y'all were saying Chael's done a great job with Luke Cage Luke Cage season 2 is fixing to come out um, I mean We know he's got um, You know he's a talented Showrunner um, You know based on the success with Luke Cage So I think he would I think he would do great um, You know with Nightwatch um, I mean I, I like these I like these spinoffs I mean because it does give us um, extra characters, but you know, in the comics, like we saw Nightwatch and Spawn—not uh, Nightwatch and Spawn, but Nightwatch and Venom—kind uh, of go at it with each other. So, I mean, if you know, if they do, if they are successful, I would love to see, um, you know, Nightwatch and Venom maybe go against each other in a movie or something like that. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't see any other real 
interest in this movie um, from from a lot of people, and that's just because you know they've already kind of you know they're so back and forth on if Spider Man's going to be in it. You know, if we see Venom and then they they hint at Peter Parker, or we see an image of Tom Holland or something, I think people will be like, okay, you know, they're going to go this route. I think there'll be more interest. Um, so I just, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, you know, because right now, you know, like Dane was saying, you know, people kind of got their hopes up or, or, you know, had interest in Silver and Black, and then one minute's on and the next minute's postponed indefinitely. You know, it's like, why get excited for something that may never happen? Yeah, um, and I don't know, like, I don't I don't know if they have, like, really have a solid script for Silver and Black, but from what I read, like, this script is done. Like, Cheo has, has finished the script. Now, there could be some, some alterations and stuff like that, um, but, you know, that's that's another thing that's really promising is, like, you know, it's, it's, it's and they're already getting down to casting, um, so that's, that's another thing, like, that's another step in the right direction. Um, to see, you know, this movie uh, have some legs and, and kind of get off the ground. I think it's probably, you know, I think y'all are right as far as, you know, it, all of this is kind of pending how Venom does, uh, but I expect Venom to be to be received fairly well, and I think this will probably be, if, if it is received well, this will probably be the next movie we get in the Spideyverse, um, if, I, if I were to bet on it. Um, and one other thing before we move on, uh, one of the kind of cool concepts that I think is uh, like foundationally in this character, if they choose to go this route, is essentially the way he he gets his powers is by witnessing uh, someone you know being killed, and then he he goes up to that person to discover it's an older version of himself from the future. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Like that's something really interesting to play with. Um, and uh, and like y'all said, I mean, because it's not a well-known character, there's just so much room for them to do so many different things with it. So I think it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what uh, what this group of very talented individuals comes up with. Uh, but let's move on. We have uh, one more Sony uh, topic, and then we'll get into our trailer talk. Uh, Sony has announced the Knee Brothers, famed for their indie film Band of Robber- Robbers. Knee. Will direct Masters of the Universe, which was penned by David Goyer, uh, who is also set to produce. Uh, I don't know who the Knee Brothers are, but apparently they're kind of another one of these Kathy Yams, like a lot of uh, uh, success on the indie film circuit. Uh, and usually, when when that happens, you you get your shot at a, at a big budget movie. Um, Dane, I'm sure that you've seen the original Masters of the Universe. Uh, you're probably like me and grew up watching He-Man cartoons. Uh, what are your thoughts on them bringing He-Man back to live action, uh, just in general? And what are your thoughts on, on you know, a c- couple indie directors uh, who, you know, apparently made a critically acclaimed movie getting a shot at this? Look, you could put Tommy Wiseau on this fucking project. As long as Mick G <laughs> is not involved in this, I'm fucking down. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> My lord, was I like, are you are you kidding me? Like, are, are we just throwing shit at the screen at this point? Oh my <laughs> god. Anyways, but if I were to go into the concept, I don't I don't know these guys at all. Uh, the they're the directors that go. Nee! Sorry, I had to do that. You know, any, any Mighty Python fans out there? I got cool. it. The nice uh, of me. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that whole thing. I watched Trail for Band of Robbers. It looked cool. It looked like a modern story of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. The reason why I say that, it's about train robbers, and the two characters are named Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> that it might have been the direction the guys are going for. I don't know what the hell this relates to Eternia um, and He-Man and She-Ra and, and, and all those type of concept, but if someone wants to take a crack at it, I mean, like I said, it's better than McG. It really is. It's just a better fucking concept than having McG direct. Did I mention that it would be way better than if they had McG direct this whole entire thing? Uh, I'm sorry. But David Goyer, uh, he can write a damn script. Uh, if anyone thinks I'm full of shit on that, screw you. I mean, it's not like he just didn't do anything with Jonathan Nolan, and Jonathan Nolan did all the work for the Dark Knight movies, guys. Stop getting mad at David Goyer from some falls. He's a damn good writer sometimes. He doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to Martian Manhunt. He can write a script is all I'm fucking saying. So, yeah, cool. These guys together, just, just get me a director that actually would be able to mix fantasy and sci-fi in the proper way. You know, the only thing I can really relate it to is not a good evaluation, but a lot of what they did in Thor The Dark World, if you were to do it right, the way that they kind of mixed mythology and technology and kind of had it sci-fi-ish, that is kind of how you'd want to design the world of Eternia. So if they can make it great, but I just feel like this could possibly be like Dragon Ball. And um, I just recently <laughs> watched, uh, as in last night, the Power Rangers movie, and that was a giant bag of dog shit. Uh, I liked all the actors in it, but it was, it was just bad. It starts off with a joke about jerking off a horse. Or not a horse, a, a, a cow. That's all I have to say. It was, and I felt like Disney made it, like it was Brink level. And if anyone wants to get mad at me about Brink, it really wasn't that great of a movie, guys. I'm sorry. Get over it. Anyway... <laughs> But yeah, that's how I feel about that shit. Yeah, what is this? Like, Freddy got fingered? Like, jerking off towels and shit? Like, golly. Um, but, see, no one remembers anything from Freddy got fingered except, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Like, that's it. Daddy, and would everything you like else some is, sausage? Daddy, would yeah, you like some that's, sausage? That's, that's it. And that is not how the melody goes, Dane. Um, but that's okay. Uh, you're a drummer, not a singer. Uh, actually, you are a singer. You did, You should do better. I'll sing for Um Anyway, Kanan, what are your thoughts on a He-Man movie? Uh, dude, I've been waiting for a proper He-Man movie since the 80s when yeah. Dolph Lundgren was running around, uh, you know, in his... Took place in a mall. Att- in his Conan attire, <laughs> pretending to be uh, uh, He-Man. But, uh, no, the best the best part of that movie is uh, Frank Langella's Skeletor, for sure. Absolutely. But uh, no, dude, and and yep. you know, and Goyer had teased some concept art and and some behind the scene images uh, from you know his version of of what he would like um, Masters of the Universe to look like, and it it had the uh, you know kind of the sci fi uh, concept like Dane was talking about, you know, some of the battle armor uh, for uh, Tila and, and uh, Man at Arms and stuff like that. And I was really hyped. I was like, oh, my God, this looks really good. You know, I, I can't wait to see what he does. And then I think it was maybe two weeks later uh, we got the report that he was off the project. And I was like, shit, man. I was like, we're never getting this movie. Because I think they've been talking about working on it for at least 20 years. Um, so I'm, <laughs> right. I'm really hoping that they're serious about this film and that the Knee Brothers really do stick with it. Um, because there's just a lot of anticipation for it. And I think – uh, with the right blend of uh, science fiction and, you know, the whole 
you know, kind of Conan the Barbarian type um, atmosphere. I think it can make for a really good movie. I think the two main things that's really going to uh, – and, and I agree also with uh, Dane on uh, Mick G. Don't ever let him touch a movie ever again. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, the two main things, you know, is just going to be finding the right actor for He-Man and, you know, the right actor for Skeletor. I, I don't think they need the, the comedic Skeletor from the from the comics and the cartoon um, – you know the original cartoon he, in the latter uh cartoons he was you know a little bit more evil and and a match up for he-man kind of like he was in the original movie and i think mm-hmm. that's what we need to see um you know if you're following us on twitter we've been posting some images that a, a an artist friend of mine has been creating and i mean these are some like really badass concept art um that he draws for masters of the universe and like some of these designs like dude if they if they implemented this in the movie, it would almost be like, a, you know, a horror movie. I mean, it's but it's like actual creatures, you know, like Trap Jaw and all them. I mean, you don't want them to be just, you know, comedic sideshows, man. I mean, these were some evil-ass forces, um, you know, that turned into a cartoon. But I, like I said, I don't know much about the Knee Brothers, but I'm excited for this project. Yeah, I can tell. We obviously all were born in the 80s. Because <laughs> we're all kind of excited Don't fuck for this. it up like you did the G.I. Joe movies either. Yeah. And the Transformer no movies, and the Power Ranger movies, and the Ninja Turtle movies, yeah. and uh, everything yeah. from our shit back in the fucking day. Um, I'm yeah. hoping. Pretty, can, pretty can, I give, can I give out some, um, some fan casts? Um, sure. I think Army Hammer would be a good He Man. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of like another actor that kind of gives me. What's the dude from the Vampire TV show? Alexander. Um, Oh, man, I can't remember. Alexander Skarsgård? Yes, Skarsgård, I think, has a good-looking presence, but he kind of comes off like a bad guy sometimes because he's scary. So I'm, I'm going to go with Army Hammer, and I'm going to go with D- William Defoe for Skeletor. Ah, yes, that's that would be interesting. Uh, Kanan, you Everyone's going to say freaking Chris Hemsworth. It's like, be original, guys. I don't think that Chris Hemsworth is going to be like, you know what, I don't want to be typecasted. Instead of being Thor, I'm going to be He-Man now. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, um, no doubt. No, I, I mean that's I've never really fan casted uh, He Man. I think a lot of people keep throwing out um, the dude that played uh, Hercules, and he was in the uh, Twilight movies. I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, I that, but about. Uh, but oh, Kellen Lutz kind of the, kiss my ass. Yeah, Kellen Lutz. But. Yeah, I don't think he. I, I just don't see him as as He Man. So I, I mean, Army Hammer has got the height. And I think he could get the, you know, I think he could bulk up to really play, um, you know, He-Man. Uh, as far as Skeletor goes, <clears throat> I think I would like for it to be, you know, practical effects mixed with CGI. Um, but I, I don't I don't really have an, an actor in mind right now. I definitely would have to think about that. Willem Dafoe's not uh, a bad choice. I think it's just kind of, you know, getting the voice right and, and that stuff is like cover that. Bell? So, Ooh, ooh. Okay, Benedict Cumberbatch and Army Hammer. Yeah, dude, that would sell. I think that would be really good because uh, uh, Cumberbatch is already familiar with the motion capture, and he did really good voice work for Smog. So, yeah. What's the actor oh, plays Hannibal? Um, that was in Doctor Strange. Oh, Matt Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's another Matt one. Matt Nicholson that he... would be good. 
You got yeah. you got to have someone that has a good face. It's going to be like Green Goblin. That's why I think that William Defoe came to me originally because you got to have someone that like you put something over the face, but they still have a lot of facial expression left uh, right. and a great voice along with that. So menacing, if you will. Yeah, I like Matt yeah. Nicholson a yeah. lot. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I was trying to think of some people from Game of Thrones. Um, Mate, you know, just because there's a lot of good actors there, and you know they got one season yeah. left, and I definitely like to see them move on to to something else. I mean that uh, uh, Nicholas Nicholas Walder could definitely play He Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little too old though. He's, he's like forty eight, forty nine, I think. Yeah, he could be a good uh, Skeletor. He doesn't look that old though. What? No, but a Man at Arms could be him. Like that could be a good actor for that okay. character too. I'm just because I'm thinking like they're gonna want He Man probably in his late twenties, early thirties. Even the dude from Power Rangers and Stranger Things, uh, what is it, Darcy, whatever hell, uh, he's gonna he's got a pretty good look for He Man. The only dude who's had longer get, hair, not the mullet from Stranger yeah, Things, obviously. You could get uh, Gwendolyn Christie to play uh, Evil Lynn. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that Shira, that would be. Uh, he could Amelia, play Amelia no, Clark. Uh, no, she's gonna be more of a badass. Not that she's not, but Daenerys is more like I jump on the throne and yell out orders. I don't really fight on the battlefield, sort of chick. So I mean, I know she's. Small. I don't know. I know she's a shorter stature, but I think I, Alicia Vikander was really awesome in Tomb Raider. Like she built up. I think she could yeah. be a pretty cool Shira. That's not a bad yeah. She's idea a great all. actress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she could. I think she could really handle that because she did. Uh, really well with Tomb Raider, so I think she would be cool with She-Ra. She's great next month. Yeah, she's awesome. And yeah, that was just where, where I yeah. was going, Dane. Um, yeah, this, this is all this is all pretty interesting. Uh, but let's we got to move on. We got uh, we're we're gonna sit here and geek out about He-Man for the rest of the show. If I don't, do if I don't know, the show. In the <laughs> oh yeah, we need to, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, but let's let's get into some uh, trailer talk. We got uh, three different trailers to uh, to break down. We got Deadpool two, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and The Equalizer two. Let's uh, let's jump into Deadpool two first. Um, I thought this trailer was awesome. I thought it hit the marks where it needed to hit. Um, I think uh, what's what's the guy's name? The guy who doesn't have any powers. Um, he just shows up because he, he he saw a flyer. Peter. Um, Peter. 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 Yeah, he's Peter. already got like a like a Twitter page that is apparently blowing up, <laughs> and he's like, you know, like the 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 hot new person on Twitter. Um, so like, I mean, their marketing their marketing campaign is just ridiculously great. Like, I don't think there's I don't think there's a movie that is better marketed than uh, Deadpool and and now Deadpool two or, or a better franchise, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, this I, I thought it hit all the beats. The the humor was was really funny. Uh, it teased a little bit, but didn't really give you know didn't really give away any more than you know what the first trailer had. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm I'm even more pumped to see it now. Not that I needed to be sold uh, any more than I already was, but I, I thought it was a was a, definitely a fun trailer. Uh, Kanan, what were your thoughts on the trailer? And did you did you were you were you a little mad at the DC swipe? No, I wasn't mad at all, dude. I rolled so hard. I thought that was really <laughs> yeah. funny. In fact, I, in fact, I know the director came out and said that uh, some of those jokes in the trailer won't be in the final film, but I would love for that to stay in the film because, I mean, it's, you know, 
it's just it was just funny, man. I mean, people shouldn't take it serious. And and based on what I've seen, like I didn't see any DC fans getting mad about the joke. In fact, it was like the opposite. It was like Marvel fans or, or other people were like, oh, you know, take that DC, you know, Deadpool just buried y'all, Deadpool killing the DC universe. And we're just like, okay, I mean, really? I mean, that's so stupid. I mean, it was funny. You know, we didn't take anything against it. But uh, um, I thought the trailer was the best yet. Um, it. It really like made me more intrigued to see the movie. It opened it up, um, and I'm just like, okay, I really like, you know, I really like what I'm seeing. Uh, some people that saw the uh, the test screenings noticed that there were some changes. So I guess apparently this trailer had some of those changes. Uh, I mean, they could be bullshit making it up, but you know, I, I trust what they're saying is true. Um, you know, so there are some of the reshot scenes in this trailer. Um, as far as Peter goes, yes, he's taken uh, a life of his own, and he's actually bigger than Domino Cable and Deadpool now. Uh, you're right, uh, Nick. He does have his own Twitter page. Uh, he even has a shirt now uh, that comes out. But something tells me that he's not he's not going to survive that jump out of the airplane. So <laughs> that's that's probably the best. We're, that's probably the last time we're going to see him. But uh, I hope so. Dad. No, I thought. Yeah. Oh no, I'm 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 telling you, dude. I I think he's that's it. I think mean, I don't think he's surviving that. But no, I mean it. Uh, it you know shows a little bit more um, about X Force. You know, we got to see uh, Shatterstar. Um, they're still kind of playing, uh, kind of hiding the the villain, uh, which is, you know, I don't know if it's really a rumor now since a lot of stuffs come out. But I mean, it's supposed to be Juggernaut. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, this trailer, uh, really sold me on the movie a lot more than the other ones. Um, I don't know how sold I, sold I am right now on Brolin as Cable, though. Uh, I think he looks fine, but I just, I don't know. He, he's just not doing it for me. But Domino, I thought her scenes in the trailer were really, you know, were done really well. Uh, I'm just going to have to, you know, watch the movie and see, uh, as far as Brolin, but, other than that, I thought the trailer was really good. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Um, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not not sold on Brolin. I just like I feel like we, we really need to see him in the movie because what we've gotten from him out of the trailers is just like a one-liner here or there, um, and and so it's it's hard to kind of put together an image of of what we actually think we're going to get out of this character. So yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Dane, what were your thoughts on the final trailer for Deadpool 2? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. I actually, I thought the DC uh, reference was pretty damn funny. Um, pretty spot on. I, I, I love that aspect about Deadpool, and it looks like they're taking a lot of chances and doing some crazy stuff. Obviously, you can tell they have an up budget um, from the previous film. But it just, it, the, the thing that confuses me is, is Cable. Uh, what exactly is he? Um, within this film as far as is he uh, is this all just like basically what we're seeing in all the trailers is going to be like the first little part of the film and then Cable you know actually isn't trying to kill the kid and there's more to it and then he's going to join and kind of lead the team because right now we're having Deadpool create the X-Force to go against Cable obviously that can't just be it Um, that wouldn't make any sense because all all of us nerds know that Cable is the leader of X-Force so 
for them to have a movie called X-Force. I, I, I don't know. That, that's a confusing thing. Another confusing thing also is uh, development of these films, all the rumors that, you know, Dark Phoenix might be the last of this storyline of, of Fox stories going forward, and that's going to be it. Um, I don't know how deep of a rumor that is, but that kind of confuses me as far as an X-Force movie and seeing the evolution of it and yada, yada, yada. So a lot of, uh, a lot of confusing stuff, but I'm going to go and watch this movie and probably enjoy the hell out of it and laugh my ass off. And that's what I'm expecting. And I hope that people just don't over expect Just don't, don't go in there saying this has to be better than the first one because the first one holds such a high standard. Just go in there and enjoy it. And, uh, Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a huge mistake. Um, I, you know, I I feel like I didn't appreciate Guardians two the first time I watched it because I had, I had built up so much expectation in my head because Guardians, the original Guardians of the Galaxy, is still my favorite MCU movie. Um, I don't think it's the best, but it's my personal favorite. Uh, but yeah, so like I, I think that's that's always a, a good cautionary tale is you know don't just go in and enjoy it. Don't build up too much expectation in your head for it to um, live up to the original or surpass the original or you know whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I I'm totally excited for it. Uh, it it pretty much just checked all the boxes it needs to, and uh, and yeah, it's going to be a fun ride for sure. Uh, next trailer, Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. I thought the first trailer was okay. Um, like it was, I, I'm pretty sure I gave it a buy um, and not a sell, but it was like a hesitant one. Um, this this trailer actually really intrigues me because it really it, it gives us more of the story, and it's it's like what I found was the most intriguing part of the first Jurassic World that they didn't really explore was that they were trying to essentially weaponize uh, these velociraptors and, you know, uh, essentially use them for warfare. Uh, and it seems like they're kind of going back to that and really exploring that a little bit more. Um, and so I think that's, like, super cool. I think it adds, like, adds an element uh, to this franchise and takes it in a, in a new direction, uh, which I think any sequels, like, Really, especially when it's the fifth sequel in this saga of movies, like I really think you do have to do something like that and and make it fresh and keep the audience intrigued. Uh, so like that aspect of it, to me, is what kind of sold me even like a little bit more on on this movie. Uh, Kanan, did you see that the same way, or do you have potentially a different take on the trailer? Uh, no. Uh... I actually really like this trailer um, a lot more than I did the uh, the first two. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I think a lot of people were um, when the first two trailers came out. You know, we kind of like, oh my god, they like spoiled the whole movie. You know, they've showed us kind of everything. This one really picks up. You know, what their initial plan was from the uh, from the first Jurassic World and really the uh, previous movies. Uh, you know, Engine has always tried in a way to. Uh, market the the dinosaurs or use them for personal gain uh, and stuff like that. So uh, this is kind of that from that you know to to weaponize them. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, this time you know we're getting a uh, instead of a T Rex Raptor hybrid, we're getting a Raptor T Rex hybrid uh, where the uh, species is more dominant Raptor 
um, which I think, you know, is why you see them uh, wanting, um, you know, blue so badly. Um, I love the little nods to the original uh, Jurassic Park, you know, kind of the hiding behind the table with the raptor, uh, the scene with the the old uh, Ford Jurassic Park car from the first movie, you know, when – they're trying to capture blue, you know, you kind of see it laying there. So the nice little nods to it. Um, I think it's just going to be, I think it's going to be a fun movie. I mean, a lot of people probably just like, Oh you know, the whole weaponizing the dinosaurs thing, but, um, you know, uh, dino riders, man, we, we ain't getting dino riders. So this might be the, the closest thing we get to it. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I feel like this really sold me a, lo- a lot more on the movie. Yeah, indeed, me too. And and personally, I didn't really like the first one. Um, I thought it was way too much of a retread um, of the original. Um, and even though I love Chris Pratt, like he was great in it, but overall, I just I don't know. It's just it it, it, it kind of to some respect just kind of bored me a little bit, honestly. Um, but I, I like I said, my favorite element of it was you know what they seem to be exploring in this one with weaponizing the dinosaurs. Uh, and so I think that's that, that is to me the the draw here. Uh, Dane, what did you think about the the first Jurassic World, and uh, what did this trailer do? You know, as far as uh, did it make you more excited, less excited, or you know, just do you feel kind of the same way uh, about Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom? Well, I, I like Jurassic World a lot. Um, I'm not. It, this is going to start controversy if I say this. It's very, you're right. Uh, it's very much a retread on the original one to the same extent. Uh, obviously, it might be a bigger movie. How Star Wars? Um, uh, wow, I can't remember the actual fucking movie now. Um, the first one out of this, this trilogy. Come on, help me out, Nick. Save Force me. Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens has elements of the original. Obviously, A New Hope uh, within it uh, to give you that nostalgia pop. So this one has to be as far away from it in the same type of presence. Uh, when I thought it was a disaster movie, I wasn't as um, excited. Now that I'm seeing that there's more to it and a lot of stuff that's playing out that, like you said, Nick, was uh, fun um, about the concept of using these animals and creating them to make a super animal for warfare, uh, it, that is kind of intriguing. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, I still don't have a lot of faith in this movie at all. Um, it could be good. I'm probably going to wait. Um, it could be a giant ball of crap. Um, I'm just saying, like, throughout the trailer, there was a lot of stuff where I was like, huh, and I was excited, and then all of a sudden there'd be another part, and I was like, huh. I mean, there was that feeling, uh, and also the, 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 the lack of caring throughout that, if you couldn't tell. Um, throughout the whole entire trailer. And I really wish I watched it one more time beforehand because there were certain spots where I was like, that's cheesy as hell. All right, well, that's really good. All right, I'm not, not a big fan of that. And I was kind of nitpicking it. But I love, or not love, but I like, I should say, uh, what they presented as far as a story uh, from what I originally thought it was. I thought it was, let's get the dinosaurs off the, pla- the, the, the island. And that was it. Um, hopefully it's good. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sounding negative. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're all in agreement there. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. Um, I, I I don't know. I I definitely think that it looks um, uh, it, it looks like it, it has the legs to be better than the first 
the first one of this of this series. Um, and you know, I'm always down. I'm always going to give Chris Pratt the benefit of the doubt. In fact, I finally got around to watching Passengers, and I actually liked it. I, I, like, I, there was a lot of like uh, a lot of hate about it um, from I guess critics, uh, but I thought it was a pretty damn good movie, honestly. So, um, and I thought I thought he was great in it. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I. I'm kind of with you though, Dane. I'll probably this will probably be a wait, uh, you know, Redbox rentals for me as well. Um, just because, man, there's a lot of movies out there that we got to see, and and you know, I got to pledge it. So, <laughs> like uh, this this one, unfortunately, probably won't be one that I I actually get to get the pleasure of sitting down in a theater to watch. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on. We got one more trailer to talk about. Uh, the Equalizer two trailer. Uh, basically just an excuse for Denzel Washington to be an absolute badass. Uh, I thought the first Equalizer movie was pretty good. Um, I thought the character intrigued me more than the actual movie, per se. Um, like, I guess just because I, I, I really, really liked Man on Fire, um, and I was maybe kind of holding it to, to a high standard. I think if I go back and, and watch it again, I'll probably like it a little bit more than I did the first time. Um, but I did like the first movie, and, and this kind of seems like it's setting up kind of in the same realm as John Wick, uh, which I've, I liked the John Wick sequel a lot more than the original, kind of, uh, you know, going bigger, uh, which is, you know, usually a good idea for, for a sequel to do. Um, I think Denzel Washington looks awesome. He looks like just that same kind of badass that we got in the first one. Um, and it looks like he is taking it upon himself to fuck up a ton of people, which, hey, it, it's the sequel. Like, I feel like that's necessary. Um, but, uh, Kanan, what were your thoughts on the Equalizer 2 trailer? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I kind of share the same sentiment with you as far as the first movie goes. Uh, if you're familiar with um, Liam Neeson's movies, um, he did a movie called A Walk Among the Tombstones. The first Equalizer kind of had that vibe, you know, it, it didn't feel like a big Hollywood movie, but it uh, had some really good action. It was a nice little thriller, um, you know, some suspense. I mean, it was a really well-done movie. Uh, that's how the first Equalizer was. I mean, just great acting. Uh, this this trailer kind of has the, the same feel, but you can tell it's definitely – I think they've raised the stakes, maybe a little bit uh, more of a budget uh, for it. Uh, Pedro Pascal's in this. That's a win. I mean, that's if you ever had a reason to watch a movie, he's a reason to watch it. Um, but you see Denzel kind of embracing the role of the equalizer, equalizer a little bit more uh, with the uh, you know kind of going undercover, you know, little disguises and stuff here and there. Still using the the watch technique where he's timing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but this, but they they have ramped it up. You know, there's some chases. You know, the stakes are, are raised a little bit higher, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, the action and stuff like that. The action in the first movie was relatively low-key. It was kind of kept, uh, you know, in just certain areas where this looks like it's going to be kind of like all over the city, you know, maybe in other states as well. Um, but it's Denzel Washington, man. He's 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 kind of taken the mantle a little bit from uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson said he's not doing those types of movies anymore. Um, Denzel still looks like he's in great shape. Looks like he can still kick some ass. Uh, He's grown the hair in. He's got the hair back. So, uh, uh, no, I mean, I love Denzel. I I like Pedro Pascal. So, I mean, 
I'm going to see this movie regardless. It could be a dumpster fire, but I'm still going to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and it, it, you know, it certainly has the feel of, of kind of, kind of the same, same vein of the taken movies. Um, I would say that Denzel Washington is a little better of an actor, um, especially like in, in those type of roles. I think he brings a little more levity, um, to, to his character than you ever really got out of Liam Neeson and taken. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly has, has that same kind of action vibe, um, or even, you know, John Wick, uh, kind of similar to that as well. Um, I, I do, I'm glad you brought up Pedro Pascal because I, I had meant to do that myself. Uh, he's always a good get. Um, you know, we talked about him, I think last week, uh, joining Wonder Woman, uh, too. Uh, and so this is, yeah, absolutely yet another reason to kind of be excited for this movie. Um, Dane, what, what were your thoughts on, on the first Equalizer? Did you get a chance to see it? And what did you think of the trailer for the sequel? I really liked the uh, movie. It did remind me a lot of uh, John Wick, which I think John Wick came out afterwards, but I watched Equalizer after I watched John Wick. Exactly. Yes. Um, yes. But it, yeah, it also had some um, elements uh, to Taxi Driver, too, within the storyline. You know, he's you see Ooh, stuff uh, yeah. that's corrupt in his neighborhood, uh, especially involving a girl, and that's what triggers him to, you know, go back into a certain way. But obviously, with Taxi Driver, it was PTSD and a lot of other stuff, but you know, uh, I thought it was a good film. It was a fun action film. I like uh, Fuqua. I think that he's a damn good director. Uh, and the sequel to this, uh, taking it up a notch, going from away from the old trend, if you will, of Taken to more of the new trend of John Wick. Now he's got to take out the whole entire thing. He screwed up, you know. So that's pretty cool. Um, I like Denzel. Anything that he uh, does, um, I'll definitely be checking out. So. That trailer looked pretty cool, and uh, Pedro Pascal definitely is a good add-on, for sure. Indeed, definitely. Um, All right, well, that wraps up Trailer Talk. Let's get into our last few topics of the day. Um, Gabriel Luna has been confirmed as the new Terminator in James Cameron's Terminator reboot. I would assume the villain Terminator, um, since Arnold is obviously coming back. Uh, This is awesome. Um, You know, we uh, got a chance to uh, interview, uh, or, or did we? I'm sorry. We either had a chance or we're, we have him on our docket as far as interviews are concerned. I can't remember at this he's, point. Um, yeah, he's on the docket. He's, he's hard to get. Yeah. I'm saying he's on the docket. He's hard uh, to land because we have to go through Marvel, but it's something we're trying to do. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, so obviously uh, he you know caught a lot of attention for playing Knight Rider in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, show and this is awesome. Like I'm, I'm excited uh, for him. I'm excited to uh, to see you know what he brings to the table and as always, like excited to see you know what kind of what kind of Terminator he's going to be playing. Is this going to be you know uh, some some new Terminator we haven't seen yet? Is it going to be um, which I think is most likely the scenario? Um, and how are they going to like? How do you possibly uh, like? realistically top Robert Patrick uh, as, as being the most badass Terminator. Um, I, that's, that's a tall task. Uh, but James Cameron, he's obviously uh, on board with this. This is um, going to kind of omit three and anything after that and just take place after Terminator 2. Uh, so that, you know, that's kind of interesting to me. And, and especially I feel like something that's easier to get by with when you're dealing with movies that are about time travel. Um, you know, it's, it's probably like a little different to me 
for me um, to do that with Alien, which you know Neil Blomkamp was was um, you know going to going to kind of revisit Alien Three and, and omit the others. But with you know with the time travel element, um, you know there's all these splintered timelines and everything else. So that that aspect of it makes perfect sense to me. Um, but Dane, what were your uh, thoughts on Gabriel Luna being confirmed uh, as the new Terminator? And are you excited to see, you know, what we get out of this movie? Um, I I think that's really, really cool. Um, I only know him for checking out Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to check out their Ghost Rider, which I really liked his uh, version of the character. I should probably check out that show a lot more. Uh, you know, I give it a lot of crap, but uh, people have the same type of, and I think still have the same type of view of Gotham, and that's become a much better show uh, through season development. So maybe Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., from what I hear, uh, gets really good, but I liked a lot of the stuff I saw him as Ghost Rider. Uh, as far as other than that, I liked him to just do Arnold impressions the whole entire time uh, with the new character. <laughs> I think that would be the most beneficial. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, whatever they do uh, will will probably be really good. I just like the involvement. Uh, well, I like that we're saying screw the rest of the films, even though James Cameron uh, fed us a load of shit saying that uh, Jenny Genesis was uh, was was good. Uh, Jenny Smith, if you will, uh, whatever the hell the name of that movie is. Um, yeah, but we're just pretending those ones don't exist and uh, just going from there. So I'm down for that. Um, I like that Arnold's involved. They're getting uh, Linda Hamilton. Uh, I think they're going in the right direction, uh, especially since Tim Miller's directing. My biggest problem is it's still is the Terminator stuff. Uh, you know, it hasn't worked out now three different times with making a prequel and making a third movie and making a another prequel uh, sort of that goes in time but doesn't go out of time and then you know Amanda Clark is Linda Hamilton and then it gets confusing and Arnold's old and he's not old and then you know and then there's there's a lot of stuff in those movies that are just absolutely ridiculous but still a lot of fun um yeah that's how I feel and uh James Cameron recently made comments saying that he hopes that we have Marvel fatigue and, uh, of course, that's, you know, much better to make more Avatar movies and Terminator movies, uh, James. <laughs> that's a much better fatigue uh, that we all need. So hope you don't get fatigue from uh, the blue people. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's not a big fan of those, um, which, I mean, I guess I get it. Like, you know, uh, uh, but, but I, I – Lisa Gordy Weaver we, ha- has some original concepts. I'll give her that, you know. Uh, James Cameron – he wants four more sequels to the fucking Avatar films. It has nothing to do with the fact that it grows so much fucking money, right? No, it has nothing to do with that at all. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We we all know Pocahontas 2 didn't do as well as Pocahontas. Um, so I'm just, just throwing that out there. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, what are your thoughts, Kanan, on uh, Gabriel Luna um, being confirmed as the new Terminator? And, you know, what, did, what are your thoughts just in general on getting a new Terminator movie that omits anything after Terminator 2? Do you like the Smurfs? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I don't mind them going this, you know, going this route, you know, omitting everything after Terminator 2. I think Tim Miller did a really good job with the first Deadpool so I'm excited to see what he does with the Terminator film. I just don't know that there's enough there to really warrant continuing the the, the franchise. Um, unless this movie just comes out and just blows everybody away. I thought there were aspects of Genesis that weren't that bad at all. Um, I love Amelia Clark. I just don't think that she um, 
you know, fit the Sarah Connor role. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was uh, um, Jack Courtney. You know, maybe he just didn't mesh well. Yeah, but I love. But I love Jason Clark, and uh, you know, not in that. And then they kind of like ruined the movie in the trailer, you know. So there was yeah. not really much hype for it. Um, I think uh, Gabriel Luna. I don't think he's a terrible actor. He's most known for uh, Ghost Rider, and he's done a hell of a job playing Ghost Rider. But I don't think he can carry a Terminator franchise. I just don't see him uh, being the guy to pass the the. So do I am going to be there. <laughs> I think this might be Arnold's last uh, uh, round as the Terminator. Um, My last round, but I and I really honestly don't. know But that was a really good impression. But I don't really know. Uh, yeah, I, how many? How many? I mean, what version of Terminator can they really come up with? I think you hit your peak with the Jason Clark Terminator, uh, with being made out of nanobots. I mean, to ruin the movie. God. Oh, you've already seen. Yo, you have to no, But I mean, how guys. can you how can you really how can you really like make a Terminator more advanced than that? I mean I just think they should make T one million and then kinda of just call it quits. I mean I don't see fans rushing out to see a uh a Terminator franchise led by uh, Gabriel Luna. I just don't I just don't see Well it. I think he's gonna be the villain. I don't think it's gonna be led by him. I just think he's gonna be the new Terminator villain. So I'm pretty sure they said he was the guy that was going to lead, that he was going to be the new fran- the Terminator's, you know, the new franchise. Maybe that's what they mean. They're just talking about for this one movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't look past this film, you know, into, into other ones uh, as far as, like, him yeah. trying to be the guy going forward. Maybe he, could, maybe he can turn into a giant gun, just like a giant gun and shoot. Like Megatron? <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, yeah. Let's make a try. I um, I also think I want to I want to throw out Jason Clark to play Orion in Ava DuVernay's new God movie. That's all right. I'm I'm done. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, I I, I think there's certainly um, there's probably a bit of Terminator fatigue, um, especially considering I actually like I actually kind of like like Rise of the Machines. Um. Not in its entirety, but it's certainly my favorite out of any of the ones after two. Um, I think they've just kind of steadily gone downhill uh, since the second one. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I totally get that. I think I, I think with James Cameron on board, uh, I'm hoping that it will be, um, it'll be something positive. And I also want to say, uh, like, I, I get why they did um, – like why they set up uh, the Genesis the way they did with Arnold going like further back in time and the robots actually age and you know which that kind of makes sense because if you're if you're using them for some kind of infiltration um, maybe you have a long game so it would make sense that they would make them age so you know you're not like this dude doesn't age like we we probably should like kill it because it's a Terminator um, but that being said I think. Like I'm very interested to see if uh, Scorsese's uh, new gangster movie, in which they're going to um, pretty much de-age, you know, uh, uh, like all of the cast um, in certain in certain parts of the movie, um, like how well that looks, and maybe you just go with that. Maybe you just de-age 
Arnold in, in the editing process. And that way you don't have to like go out of your way to explain why Arnold, you know, looks older and like have that be such an important part of your story. Uh, Cause I think that really made Genesis, it was very convoluted and very, very hard to follow. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think, um, I think that would probably be, <laughs> Well, yeah, you, know, you, don't, you don't like your Terminator with uh, you don't like your Terminator with man boots. Is that what you're saying? Like you can't, he, he's, too, he's too old to play the role now. Is that is that what you're saying? You know. Oh, hey, it's hey, old, man, it's old know, man Terminator. Okay. Hey, Terminator. hey, here's the thing. You know, if if Joel gets to insult Linda Carter and then and then uh, you know Kanan gets to throw a little shade at Gabriel Luna, I'm gonna I'm gonna insult I'm gonna insult Arnold. You know, like uh, you like don't get to insult Arnold. You guys uh, gotta pick better battles. I pick McGee for Christ's sake. Come on, yeah. <laughs> don't insult uh, don't insult Arnold, man. The dude is a the dude is a national treasure. Don't insult. No, him. no, I agree. And, I, I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just saying you don't have to make a story. I'm really, I'm really throwing shade at the screenwriters. I'm just saying you don't have to have a story to explain why Arnold is looks older than he used to. You could just like de-age him. We have the technology. We can build him better, stronger, faster, uh, and younger. Like it's possible. We can do it. We don't have to dedicate. Like so much of the movie to explaining why Hallelujah. he looks older. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Uh, got a few more topics to talk about. Ant Man and the Wasp. We got a couple new images that came out, and we got some new details. Um, we've kind of known known about this for for a little while now, but um, essentially, uh, in an interview, uh, the actress who uh, plays the Wasp, Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, that's that's a tongue twister. She uh, she basically said that um, you know one of her primary focuses in the movie is to go into the quantum realm to find her mother, um, and that's like the main drive throughout the movie. Um, so that's interesting. It'll be interesting how that narrative also ties in with you know the villain and you know what all we're gonna get from from that uh, you know that aspect of the movie. Um, what uh Kanan, what were your thoughts on the couple new images that we got and uh uh Lily's um comments? Um, the images, you know, were you know, were fine. I mean, I I'm really excited for this movie, so I mean I really don't need much else to, to sell me on it. Um uh, I think the villain uh ghost, um, we know we learned a little bit about uh um, their powers um, over the weekend, and I mean, this, mm-hmm. the trailer to me was sold. I think this movie just to me looks a lot better. I've uh, I've always been kind of hard on the first Ant Man. I don't think it's a terrible movie. I just don't think it's one of the best. Um, I love it. You know, MCU movies. Um, it, it you know it had fun, but I, I just felt like there was you know a few stereotypes in there. I just really wasn't comfortable with. Um, but uh, this movie looks looks really good. I mean, it looks like it's got a pretty good cast. I'm excited to see where it falls between uh, Infinity War. Um, I actually did not catch what uh, Evangeline Lilly said. Could you tell me once again what her comment was? Uh, well, she was basically asked about what her motives are in the movie, and she said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, you know, the, the driving force for her character in the movie is to uh, go into the quantum realm to find her mother, and she's hell-bent on bringing her mother back. Oh yeah, so I mean, okay, so they're picking up pretty much her same motive from the, the you know the first film. You know, she kind of always held a grudge against her dad uh, because of mm-hmm. what happened to her mom. 
you know, and then, you know, when she finds out that there's a chance she could be alive, you know, she's always worked really hard. I mean, she's got some great shape, man. If y'all seen any of the behind the scenes photos of her, she's like worked her ass off for this role. So uh, I'm really impressed with, um, you know, the level of commitment that she's made to the, um, to the role um, itself. But like I said, the images are just cool. I mean, they're nothing like spectacular, but I mean, it's, Right. It's pretty cool seeing him flying on the ant and her with the wings. I agree. It's it's nothing like over the top, but it's uh it's it's cool little images and uh it's gonna be cool to see them explore uh more kind of familial ties because the first one was so heavily rooted in family for Ant Man, so it'll be interesting to see um how this one is rooted in family as it pertains to both the wasp and Hank Pym. Uh, so I, I think that part is, is certainly good. As far as you saying uh, Ant-Man was an okay film, but not one of the best films in the MCU, uh, I would just say, no, 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 back it up. Just no, 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 back it up. Just back it up. Just back it up. Because <laughs> it is a terrific movie, and I will stand by that. I will die on this hill. Dane, uh, I know you don't really like Ant-Man uh, that much. Um, I feel like you probably would echo the same sentiment that Kanan does, uh, but what are your thoughts on uh, Lily's comments, and uh, if you had a chance to see the uh, couple images, what are your thoughts on this? Hey, Nick, opinions are like assholes. Dot, 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 you get the rest. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, actually, uh, the first movie, um, I did like a lot of qualities about it. I thought it had the best uh, interpretation of Lex Luthor uh, to date. Um, <laughs> with Corey Stoll. Uh, I just... I need to go back and watch it again. I, I definitely do. I definitely enjoyed it when I saw it in theaters. I just have not thought it was on the same level as certain other movies. But there's been a lot of movies sequel-wise that have come out that I definitely liked Ant-Man a hell of a lot more. So I'll just leave it. It's kind of the same level as Doctor Strange. And I don't know which one I like better. They're both at a certain level that's good. Uh, it's just not as much as – I feel like I'm just explaining to you, Nick. Like I'm – fuck the goddamn film. Anyways, what I like about this film coming out – um, it, it reminds me of Joe Johnson's or Joe Johnston's um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a little bit, and it brought back that vibe. And I kind of want to see, and I kind of got that from the other one too. Um, I want to see qualities of that. You know, the fact that they're going to be the same size as insects, kind of you know make make more involvement with that whole thing in the story. Um, I'm still just baffled a little bit by Disney for not having these characters be Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, but I'll get over it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since they have great actors that could have played those roles still, but you know, whatever they want to do. We have a Barry Allen in the friggin' DC universe. It's really Wally West for Barry Allen's name. So whatever, you know, tomato, tamale, do what you fucking do. Um, I like the pictures though. I think they look really cool. I love that. We're going to see Michelle Pfeiffer as uh, Janet eventually somewhere within this film. Um, and I'm excited about it. Uh, it's definitely going to be a movie that I want to see. And hopefully one day we'll see these guys, both fighting alongside the Avengers. Um, but by then, all the original members, half of them are probably going to be gone. So whatever, you know, tomato tamale, like I fucking said. I think you're just going to have to watch the the airport scene on repeat if you want to see that because, yeah, we're, we're, we'll see how that works out. I do expect him to have a, a, a bigger involvement in Avengers 4 along with Hawkeye and, and you know, the characters too, that though, don't get man. as much play. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, She's like the original anyway, fan of the damn group. God. <laughs> uh, but let's move on. A um, couple more topics to uh, to breeze through uh, before we wrap up the show. Uh, the Halloween uh, sequel, which again is kind of this 
um, you know, let's let's forget all of the sequels and it's just going to take place after yeah. Halloween and Halloween two. Um, uh, we we got a, a essentially a, the first poster for it. Um, it's nothing that fancy. It's just uh, pretty much just Michael Myers mask. Um, but uh, but we did get some new details from Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, essentially, uh, she said. Um, that this film very much feels like a love letter to the original, uh, that it is um, uh, kind of rooted in, in a lot of the same aspects, and it's almost kind of like a retelling of the original uh, at, where, you know, she's been waiting for, for Michael to, to come back, um, and, and she now has a daughter and a granddaughter, and she kind of has to uh, protect them. Um, it's uh, Interestingly enough, I also learned that the script uh, was penned by uh, Danny McBride, uh, as well as uh, I think another writer, um, but that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, Danny McBride is, is super talented. He's in a lot of um, like everyone knows him for his comedy, but he's he's a really talented guy. Um, what are your thoughts on on Halloween, uh, Kanan? Uh, do you, would you would you kind of say that this is similar to Terminator? Like, do we really need another Halloween, or, or are you excited? You know, given that you know they're uh, following the first two and, and kind of steering clear of all of the like lower budget sequels. I'm just going to say, yes, we fucking need another Halloween movie. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited for this because, um, and I know people are like, oh, Danny McBride, what's he doing with the Halloween film? But apparently he's a huge horror uh, fan. Uh, he's mm-hmm. really loved the Halloween films and he's really he really put a lot. Him and David Gordon Green put a lot of time and effort into yeah. uh, getting this movie off the ground. So this is like a huge project for them. Uh, and if y'all have watched, um, you know, anybody out there, if y'all have had a chance, watch uh, Vice Principals on HBO. Um, Excellent. That yeah. was a two a two two. Dude, that show was so good. Uh, it only yeah. went for two seasons, but David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. Um, you know, were a huge part of that um, show, and I'm just excited, man. I mean, this must be, John Carpenter has signed off on this. For John yeah. Carpenter to sign off on this must mean that it's in the same vein as his as his first movie uh, and the second one. Uh, you know, to get Jamie Lee Curtis back is it, huge. Um, the poster um, looks really good, man. I mean, the mask looks awesome. I mean, it's a very, you know, it's an aged mask. Um, you know, so you kind of, you know, it's almost like it's a, it's almost like Michael Myers himself is the mask. And as he's mm-hmm. aged, uh, so has the mask. So I really love that. Plus they got the original Michael Myers back, Nick Castle. I I almost feel like, I don't think this will be the final Halloween movie, but this almost could, this almost feels like this is a, like a swan song. Like everybody's coming back. Uh, you know, as much as you know as they can get the comeback. Um, I'm pretty sure this will probably be um, Jamie Lee Curtis's final turn as Laurie Strode. Um, you know, her daughter is actually in the movie, so maybe she can pick up the mantle. But I'm I'm excited, man. I, I tweet about this all the time. Anytime some news comes out, uh, I just can't wait to see it. She said it's a very terrifying film, uh, so I hope it is. I I like the the first movie because. It had those horror elements, you know, the kind of, you know, surprise, and didn't rely on the gore and the the mass murder, you know, or the jump like scare. the Rob Zombie, or the jump scares, like the Rob Zombie movies did. Which I'm not knocking the first Rob Zombie film. I I really like that Halloween. I will, but uh, <laughs> uh, okay, that's that's 
<laughs> that's fine. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that don't like it. Uh, I know that's just his style of filmmaking is a you know a lot of gore, a lot of blood and stuff like that. But I, I hope that that's what this movie's like. You know, it's you know we see Michael Myers, but he's you know he's kind of in the shadows. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, I mean, I think the I mean the original Halloween is is certainly one of the greatest horror movies of all time, and it, it for, for exactly the reasons you said it it, it lies in its subtleties. Um, you know, like uh, I think there's a um, there's a video that uh, Chris Stuckman did where he was talking about the you know the disappearance of, of quality horror and the rise of jump scares and everything, and he cited you know basically a scene in which you know Donald Pleasant has his, has his gun out and he's trying to essentially find or he's looking for Michael Myers, and a police officer comes up and touches him on his shoulder, and they don't they don't put that like you know to like tell you to be, you know, it's all conveyed in good acting from Donald Pleasance, and, like, th- th- I hope we get those kind of subtleties to it, um, because I-, I could definitely see uh, essentially Danny McBride um, and-, and people who are more into those, you know, late 70s, early 80s horror movies, you know, essentially bring back that subtlety. Uh, so I-, I would definitely hope that they do it that way as well, um, and I think they probably will. Um, but, Dan, what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, from everything that you guys have said, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. This is one of the first movies that gave me nightmares, honestly, as a kid. Um, I had seen horror movies before then, but this one, and it was like the first Hellraiser, The Exorcist, those ones really messed with me uh, more so than, you know, your Freddy movies or your Chucky movies. Um, so I'm really hoping for a lot of that great stylistic filming that they did for the first one um and just i love that they got the original actor to come back i love that we're getting laurie strode i love that this is gonna take place you know after the first one or maybe it's the first two whatever first i think two. it's just the first one actually the first two okay yeah that's right because they're connected um yeah I, I think that's an awesome platform I, I like that we're just saying all right look over here with all these film franchises, because I'm completely willing to do that, pretend the other ones, even though I did like the one Paul Rudd was in, I think it was Curse of Michael Myers, horrible film. It involves like a cult. It's, it's bad, but I liked it because I was young and I, and I watched it a million times. And it's probably the one that gave me nightmares. No, the first one was really bad too. Anyways, all I'm saying, what they have set up and David Gordon Green, I know that he's more known for Pineapple Express, but give the guy a chance. Him and, him and, um, uh, Dan, um, Yes, thank you. Might be known for comedy, but we have to understand that the Russo brothers were the ones that gave us Captain America, Winter Soldier, and are doing Infinity War. So get that whole concept out of your head that he can't do horror because of this. I don't think Blumhouse would be this deeply involved. I don't think that um, John Carpenter would be this deeply involved. He's, they, he's doing the original music. He's doing the whole entire uh, score now for the film. And that type of stuff, I just love that attention to detail. And what they're going to do is give us a great film and uh, hopefully a worthy sequel to the first two movies, because I love the first two movies, and the other ones kind of get cheesy afterwards, and we can still pretend they're there, but, you know, or we could just not, you know? And uh, as far as the Rob Zombie movies, I will say, I think Rob Zombie's actually a great director. Um, I've liked his first two movies, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, are great homages to Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And just like other films uh, with, with Devil's Rejects, uh, different 70s action films, actually. 
Uh, some of this stuff is hard to watch. But I even said that if you gave you know him a, a rated arm uh, level, but don't go too much over the top, and he was the one who was doing the Joker Harley Quinn movie, I think that he could be a director that could do that. He could not do Halloween. I'm sorry. Just it's. Uh, it's not about blood and guts and gore. It's about, you know, more subtlety and, and certain film angles of, of, of jump scares, but really ones that, that matter that made the first one so amazing. And when you turn the guy into the fucking, into Jason um, throughout that, and this big bulking mass that runs at you, you just, it wasn't the same thing. I, 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 ugh, I don't know. I, I just was not a fan of those. I sound like, sound like such a like an old like i'm linda richmond again i just did not like those movies <laughs> at all they were trash they made me feel the clemped because i watched them and paid it for them in theaters uh but yeah i'm glad we're going back to basics basically and i do like rob zombie as a director i even like lord of salem i just did not like his interpretations of the first two films and now that we're just going to say screw it and we have all the original elements it should lead up into a good film there yeah i agree and i i like I, I'm kind of more with Kanan. Like I, I didn't, I didn't hate him, but I also like I felt really nothing for them, which I kind of feel like is well, worse you know what than it was hating them. Um, yeah, I, I will it, say this though, like, real quick, it, real, real quick. I, I do applaud him for trying to take something to to approach the character differently. Um, I don't, I think he missed the mark on it, but I don't blame him for trying to approach the character in, in a different way. But uh, real quick before we move on, Dane, uh, your final thoughts. Well, no, I'm just going to say it's, it's also there's certain characters in cinema that just don't need backstories, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way right. about Anakin Skywalker. But Michael Myers, to me, just did not need all that buildup. He was evil because he was evil, and no one really knew why the hell he was evil. So that's my biggest complaint. Then also him bashing in his family members and that kid in the woods, that was all fucking just hard to watch, man. You know, but yeah. he's, he's good at that, that style, for sure. Right. Yeah, no, I, I I do agree with you. There are you know certain characters that don't need all of that uh, all of that backstory. I think you brought that up recently with um, with Thanos, uh, saying that you know you you were you would be more of a fan of he's just evil. You don't need that. He didn't need to have a whole backstory. Um, not that it won't be interesting, but you know um, not every character needs the in depth backstory. Um, so I agree with you there. Um, but real quick, we got one more topic in about ten minutes left. Um, actress musician Nina Bergman uh, confirms that she will be a part of Universal's Doom reboot. Uh, the first Doom is fucking terrible. Um, I did think I did think it was like it was so cheesy, but like the first person shooter uh, thing was was interesting. And I think if done right, it it could be done well. Uh, I think they made it look too much like a video game. Um, but, uh, but I mean, obviously hardcore Henry, uh, has, you know, came out and I, I've yet to see it. Um, uh, but I, I have heard reasonably good things about it as far as, you know, as far as it taking that angle of, of having this kind of first person, uh, angle on, on the, the movie. Um, but it, regardless, Dane, what are your thoughts on, uh, a new Doom movie? Does it excite you at all? Or, you know, are you just like, eh? Well, the concept of, of you know, uh, soldiers or whatnot inv- uh, going into hell. Like, I remember Event Horizon was a movie that's cheesy as hell, but I loved it, uh, yes. you know, in the 90s. And if you yes. kind of went in that direction but full tilt and made it good, 
I know people are going to be like, well, you just said that you liked the movie. It's a cheesy movie. Just trust me. If you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's really went into it, going to hell, and it's like, you know, an exploration of hell, basically. That's what it should be. Um, you don't have to do the first-person stuff. Uh, you don't need The Rock or uh, uh, Carl Urban Carl in the Urban. movies. Uh, I love those guys, but I'm just saying this can be a movie that's much more invested in horror and even sci-fi to an extent. Um, and, and just go... Go at it. Go go for it. Sure, why not? That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, like the the original concept of the game is interesting enough. Like they they essentially open up some portal to hell on Mars. Like that, that that's fucking scary. And like there's a lot that you can do there. So um, so yeah, I, I would be interested as long as it's uh like you said, like it's an exploration. I I think that's a great. Um, comparison, uh, because I, I agree with you. I think Event Horizon should be should be kind of some some somewhat of what they're going after, um, with with more action, of course. Um, but Kanan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I get. I think anything could probably be better than that dumpster fire we got originally, <laughs> and even uh, the Rock even uh, the Rock even made a post. Um, you know, celebrating Rampage, you know, and what it did at the box office. I think he said something about it being one of the, you know, the most, one of the most successful video game movies uh, at the box office or something. And the Doom Twitter page, uh, like, tweeted <laughs> back to him, you know, like, you know, like, how could you or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, movie, yeah, man, that, that movie was just, uh, was awful in, in so many ways. I, I did like the uh, first person thing there at the end. I thought that was pretty cool, but I don't know, man. I mean, some, I just, you know, is the, I mean, are there people that are really just like waking up every morning and, you know, thinking to themselves, I think a uh, Doom movie is what we need. I mean, I guess this is, you know, maybe in response to the rumors that John Cena is playing Duke Nukem. Um, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, a video game adaptation, if it, if it's just going to be kind of like a movie that's based on Doom, but you don't really like call it Doom, I think it would probably would do all right. But you know, if it's a Doom film, it's just really going to have to blow a lot of people away. And most video game movies don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely agree with you there. We've we've yet to have a really really good adaptation of a video game uh, put on the big screen. Um, but that's going to do happen. it. Uh, I think I've, I'm holding my breath. I think it will. I, I still think Mortal Kombat has, Don't hold it has that a long. great great mythos, um, and I think someone will eventually explore it, and Warner Brothers will greenlight it, and and you know it. That that's the one that I think could really pull it out. Um, but anyway, great show, guys. Uh, before we uh, you know close out the show, uh, Kanan, thank you for joining me. And uh, do you have any um, any exciting things coming down the pipe as far as interviews or anything going on on Twitter that you would like to uh, tell our audience? Uh, we're still working to try to get Joe Morton uh, interview. He was busy with uh, Scandal wrapping up its final season, uh, mm-hmm. so it's trying to get him tied down for an interview. But we're still working towards that. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, we we do have a sponsor now, so I do want to thank our sponsor, MovieTees.com. Uh, it's M-O-V-I-T-E-E-S.com. Uh, and if you go to the website, you can uh, use code GVN to get 10% off uh, store-wide. they got a lot of cool 
uh, movie-inspired T-shirts. If you haven't visited the site, uh, please do. Um, a couple of our guys already have a couple shirts. We just did a giveaway uh, for a couple shirts. But, yeah, they have a really awesome lineup. So I want to thank them for uh, sponsoring us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Movie Tees. Uh, and definitely uh, go go to their website, uh, check check out what they got. A lot of cool stuff. Again, uh, coupon GVN, you get 10% off your purchase. Uh, and Dane, uh, thank you also for joining me today. Uh, it's it's the one show. And <laughs> uh, um, and uh, did, do you want to give a plug for what you got coming up this week for Wrestling Geeks Alliance? Yeah, I just want to say that Tetris, the movie, is going to be the one that changes the tide uh, for, for video game shows. Guys. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Uh, we got a new show Wednesday. Going to be covering some stuff that's going on in uh, WWE and all that type of stuff. And uh, check out my new Patreon account in which I uh, get in giant pumpkins naked and take pictures of them. It's uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash the pumpkin. Uh, that's uh, Patreon slash D A N E I N A P U M K I N. It'll be great. <laughs> oh my God, uh, Dane, you you are one funny man. Uh, real quick, uh, before before we call it though, um, just uh, briefly, Dane, uh, I, I'm sure you got a chance to talk about it on your show. But uh, what were your thoughts uh, just in like a minute or less on the Andre the Giant documentary? Uh, I unfortunately haven't seen it, but I've heard really good oh things. Oh, my God. Plan on, plan on getting it done. I don't have cable or HBO, basically. That's what it's going to yeah, come down I to. I'm just going to say screw it and watch it on Hulu and pay the friggin' however much. But I can't wait to discuss that on the show once me and Chris have watched it, finally. Yeah. How do you like it? It is. Man, it's great. It, it truly is phenomenal. Um, I'm sure you know a lot about his history, um, but I, I wasn't aware as much about his history. Everybody got a um, peanut? <laughs> yeah, they touch base on that. Um, they touch base on his heel turn versus Hulk Hogan, and of course his illustrious early career where he was just a man um, and was undefeated. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely um, everybody out there, go check that out because it is it is an amazing documentary, so well put together. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we also have uh, Full Court Press tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, and Thursday at 9 o'clock we're going to be breaking down all of the NBA playoffs action. Uh, we're going to have a really good time doing that as well, uh, so be sure to join that. Uh, and until next time, stay geeky, San Diego. I'll call your line, Dane. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace, guys. So sad. Bye. See ya. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.